0: Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So it's one more Sunday today, before Christmas. There's two services coming up this week. I feel like I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> That's a lot of church, you know. Uh, I, you know, I've been talking about during this Horizon and shine Advent series. You know, Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness, our darkness. You know, we've covered that several times already. But we do have an opportunity today to take a, clo- a closer look at something we've heard before and might not know a whole lot about or haven't uh, taken much time to ponder. I'm talking about the book of life. You know, that, uh, that big book that Jesus or St. Peter has at the entrance to the pearly gates. You know, when you and I are standing there in anticipation of getting in to heaven, St. Peter's going to flip through the pages and see if our names are written in it. Right? And if our name is is in it, we go in. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Uh, John mentions this book six times in Revelation. Paul talks about it in his letters to the early Christian churches, and Daniel mentions it. it. It seems any chapter or verse from Daniel is an odd one for the lead up to Christmas. I mean, Daniel is more, uh, you know, end time stuff. And when it comes to the part of our reading for today, <clears throat> Luther says this about it. The 12th chapter of Daniel has to do mainly with the Antichrist. And these last days in which we live in. Well, there's something else we've heard of. The Antichrist. Who or what is that? You know, was the devil's son to be born somewhere on earth? Well, he is, if you watch that old movie, The Omen with Gregory Peck. Remember remember that one? Well, that's more made up stuff. But in the same manner as the book of life... Even the Antichrist has gotten popularized in in popular culture, or mythologized, I should say. But the truth is much simpler, thankfully. The Antichrist is anyone or anything that is against Christ. Simple, right? It can be a person, it can be a group of people, or it can even be an organization, or an idol, maybe. And the book of life is simply that. Apparently, it's a book. And if you're in it, you have life. (laughs) If you receive faith from the Holy Spirit and believe in Jesus Christ, your name is written in it. That's really all there is about it in Scripture. Now, is it just an allegory or is it a real book? Well, I think, I believe we should just let Scripture be as it is. If God wants us to picture a book... With our names in it, so be it, whether it's going to be there or not. He wants us to know that when you believe in Him, you trust in Him, your names are written in His book. More importantly, though, or I should say more imminently, what God says to, says to us through Daniel, chapter 12, is a warning. Daniel says that world history is almost over and there will be a time of distress. The clock is ticking down. The time is short. The history of the world is coming to an end. Which would make a lot of academics and lovers of world history very sad, don't you think? You know, what about all the civilizations and cultures throughout time? The art, the music, great leaders, human achievements, and all of that. I like history too. It can be sad to think all this will come to an end. Unless, of course, course your heart and mind is looking forward to an even better history to be made on a new earth. On top of that, when you consider much of the world's history is loaded with unimaginable pain and suffering, it's a good thing God's bringing it to an end. I don't know about you, but I'm glad the the, uh, 2010s are coming to a close. CNN is running a uh, hundred photographs that define the last decade on their website. The trouble is, most of them are photographs of Arabs waving AK 47s and rocket launchers, injured and bloodied children in Syria and Afghanistan, race riots here in the U.S., bombings, environmental disasters. There are about Ten pictures of happy things that happened in the last decade, out of a hundred. If pain and suffering define the last decade, what lies ahead in the new one? No doubt, more sin. That you and I, that you and I, and the world will commit in thought, word, and deed. But it'll be history that will come to an end. Christ's first arrival on earth was about a cradle that led to a cross and a crown of thorns. His second arrival in history is the one we've been waiting for, or his second advent, as it's called, will also be about wearing a crown, a kingly crown, a golden crown. Christ is coming as King of King, Lord of Lords. The problem is is that too, too often we don't think about Christ's second arrival in terms of the clock ticking down. Or a two minute warning like in the NFL. Instead, we believe there's no need at all to be, we need to be urgent. We trust the voices that say, Live and let live. There's time. But Daniel, however, says that we're living in the last days. Christ's return is near. We believers need a plan then, don't we? And Daniel lays it out. Your people will be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Yeah, history is coming to an end. Christ will return to judge both, what did we just confess? The living and the dead. All, all will appear before God's judgment seat. This doesn't mean we need to panic. It means we can rest in grace which is different than saying, well, we've got all this time. We can be calm, we can be a calm and peaceable people because by grace through faith, our names are written in the book of life. And that's good news, my friends. John's revelation calls this the Lamb's book of life. Uh, that's in Revelation twenty-one twenty-seven, And the Lamb, of course, is Jesus. Jesus the Lamb, born in Bethlehem, shed His blood for us. He suffered and died and rose from the dead for us. Jesus the Lamb writes our name in His book with His blood. And we rest in that amazing grace. Now, I just got to thinking, you know, Jesus is the Lamb, right? He's human. He's fully human. He's fully God. But He calls Himself the Lamb, right? He's the sacrificial Lamb, the the ultimate lamb Sacrificial lamb of Israel that covers, takes away the sin of the whole world, right? But interesting that while he's not a real lamb animal, he was born in a lamb's kind of little stable, right? A house. Interesting correlation there. Don't know if he ever got that before. I did just now. (laughs) But Daniel wants us to share this faith with others. And why should we do that? Because his plan continues. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. See, when history ends, people will be in one of two groups some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. People living in the dark desperately need. The light. That's why Daniel says, And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. They will shine like the brightness of the sky, like the stars forever and ever. Picture a night sky, very dark. Then against the pitch black sky, you see what? Stars, moon when it's out. That's you and me and all who believe. We all know people lost in the dark, especially this time of year. December often brings holiday blues, Christmas blues and massive debt. My credit card is smoking. I don't know about yours. (laughs) The month presents a dizzying array of demands, shopping, baking, cleaning, traveling, and entertaining, and worse, just all in all. Bad memories of the past Christmases, amidst all that, Daniel invites us to bring many to righteousness. He invites us to tell others about Jesus, but that perhaps their name too, might be written in the book of life. There was a duck hunter who was in the wide open land of the southwest uh, plains of Georgia. And on the horizon, horizon, he noticed a, a cloud of smoke and realized the terrible truth. The brush fire was coming his way, and it was moving fast. So he lit a fire around himself and burned some grass and then stood in the burned over place. The fire came, but swept around him. He was okay. When Christ returns, the judgment of God will be like that fire. All-consuming, rapid, it will be powerful and cleansing. But if we stand in the burned-over place, we will be saved. And where, you ask, is the burned-over place? The burned-over place is at the foot of the cross. There the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus. There we stand while we wait for Christ at the foot of the cross with our names written in the book of life. The time is short, very short. The end is coming. Just ask Daniel, who gives God's plan for the last days. At that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. May it be so for you. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.